Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Lone Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, J.C. John Coleman. Dear, what is popping today? Hey, you got the Clyde Maze back on the table. One day we're going to open this. No, for our OG listeners, and this would be like more of our OG was- watchers, mm-hmm. right? Those people who tune in with their earballs. Uh, that's a thing. I'm going to get shirts made. That is a thing. You'll know that the Clyde Mays bottle has proudly, proudly represented as a centerpiece mm-hmm. for the show the longest. It, it was one of the first centerpieces. It got rated 93. Is that just marketing or is that bullshit? Is it rated 93 or is Not it 93 true. proof? I see a rating here. I have no like idea. Wine. Was, like it wine? Was, it was given to me by a gentleman that I met at an MBA event Ooh. a few years ago. Yeah, and I've heard from my whiskey kind of connoisseurs, mm-hmm. it's a decent whiskey, but not a great whiskey. Trash. But hey, nonetheless, Thank it gets you. you drunk, John, and that's all. That's, yeah. the, that's your favorite alcohol. Yep, whatever works, kind what? of. I don't know, but I, for real talk, I had white wine the other day for the first time, like in a long time, like the brute stuff. And it gives you a different buzz, a more aggressive buzz. Is brute white wine or champagne? That shows you how much I know. It okay. wasn't bubbly. It was Chardonnay. Okay. I'm more of a red wine kind of guy. Nice mull back in the afternoon. Or or or, or a Shiraz. Uh, Shiraz, yeah. yeah. Getting spicy. Yeah. Yeah, but you know. All right. Well, I'm gonna bring in some wine. Please. So uh, I don't don't know if you know this about me, John, but I invested in a wine company oh, a couple sound. years ago. Yep. And the wine is called Teneral Cellars. Yep. It's an amazing wine. Owned by all women. Was it? Uh, it is. Yes. See, I listen. Yes, yes. It is. It is a. It's a. It's a women empowerment. Women owned. Um, it's wine made by women. And by the way, the majority of wine drinkers are women. So mm-hmm. it's like you know, kind of like I run a mortgage company that was built by LOs, run by LOs for LOs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. True story. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's my other job outside of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. And you know, this wine company was built by women. Run yeah. by women, made yeah. with, get for a couple women. cases. What are you talking about? We'd love to put them, display them here. Yes, as a we part totally owner. Do. Well, and, and there's some themed ones that I'm not. They're collectors' items. I'm never. I have a Ruth Bader Ginsburg themed bottle. What? Yeah, you're not touching Can't that pop one. Pop that one open. Not bringing it in. But no, it, it is actually great wine. It is a California like wine. It is phenomenal. So y'all should check it out because you can become subscribers. To the wine. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like one of those, like, you sign up and order it online. Teneral Cellars. You'll notice the butterfly uh, or dragonfly. Dragonfly is their um, the logo it, it, The logo on the label. Nice. Yep. So, yeah, speaking of other subscribers, TLOP Online, baby. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Man, I love it. We are eclipsing 2,000 mm-hmm. members of the TLOP community. For real? Well, there's more than 2,000 members yeah. of TLOP. Yeah, but. If you're a listener, you're a TLOPer. Yeah. But if you're a true hardcore T-Lopper, you're a member of the website. Then you're a member of the website. If you're a true hardcore T-Lopper, you sent me a message via IG Mm. calling out John Coleman because he actually posted the wrong link for something we posted for LLPAs. Good. They did? Yes. I didn't know nobody clicked on that shit. John. You know when I emailed you a couple of days ago, I'm like, "Hey JC, yeah. will you please go?" On I the thought sales you, tools? yeah, someone found that. Yes, a T Lopper, hardcore. Wow. Shout out to the T Lopper. Yeah, because I, they subscribe to the website, which, by the way, it's free to join. Mm-hmm. We have a ton of free content, and then we have some exclusive, yeah. premium content Damn. that we will charge you a whopping twenty five dollars. No, I like, no, I like less than call, a dollar no, no, a day. No, I like you saying 
No, less than a dollar no, a day. We're not sending quarters to people in other Le- countries. Less we're than not a dollar doing, a day, no. you can feed starving <laughs> no, children. No, no, we're not doing that for less than four Starbucks a week. For less than four Starbucks a week, you get our premium content. Yeah. Yeah, but that's growing. I, I not, love I that. feel great that someone actually proofread that work. Yeah, found it. Yeah, please do. In yeah, fact, please. We we need y'all to become premium members. <laughs> so you can find so. if there's more errors on the website. Yeah, they're not. And and truth be told, to our T loppers, JC, if you saw how hard he's working behind the scenes, we actually have um, some professionals looking at our website, giving oh, yeah. us some advice and some feedback. We're about this 2.0 website, they, 2.0 is coming soon. 2.0 and like I already, I already know where I want it to go, mm-hmm. right? Because we have the online community and the forum and mm-hmm. we do the calls and the newsletters and we have the links to the trade organizations and heck, we even have something on there about coaching. Mm. Although we don't really have our own full-blown coaching program. Mm-hmm. Is, right? it, is it important to have a coach though? Um, yes. I think at every point in someone's life, you need outside counsel. You need someone to step into your world and give you a piece of their experiences, maybe to hold you accountable, maybe to open up your mindset because you think too narrow. But yes, I think to a certain point, everyone needs a coach. When was the first time you were coached? Both personally and professionally. I mean, honestly, I started with my father. Okay. My father was a coach in the household. I mean, he said and did things that a good coach would do. He kept me on the straight and narrow. He showed me lots of love. He kicked my ass when I needed it. He forced me to do things that I wasn't comfortable doing. I was grateful afterwards, Mm -hmm. maybe years or decades later. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I had coaches in sports. Right. In sports, I had coaches. And by the way, my father was also one of my coaches growing up. But then based on how he coached me when I was with other coaches, because my father coaching me at sports had a cap. And then in order for me to get better, he understood he had to go outside. So he would hire me a pitching coach or a hitting coach because his his coaching skill set was only so much. Mm -hmm. And then I would go let's play for the varsity team. They have a varsity coach. And so I've always had coaches, business coach. The first business coach I had would have been like a manager, right? I had this manager, Tim Devaney, taught me a lot about sales. He taught me everything what not to do as a manager, but he taught me a lot of things to do when it comes to prospecting and sales. Learned a lot, both sides of the coin, right? I wanted to be a different type of manager than he was, but I wanted to be as good of a salesperson as he was. Mm. So I had that, and then I hired my first coach when I was probably 26. Damn. Yeah, Tom Ward, if anyone knows Tom Ward out there, and Kai McBride was another coach of mine. And then I started attending various um, uh, conferences, mm-hmm. right? So I'd go to a conference, and that I had a coach for a day or two because I was there taking mm-hmm. notes. So, and then I'd read books, and those books very much could have been a coach. If, if I went in there with the right mentality. So yes, throughout my, and then right now, we talk about this all the time, but in my, my personal life, I've had coaches, right? Like what would that be? Well, it, it could have been sitting out with a counselor, whether it was a life coach or whether it was an actual mental health counselor. And that person was helping me either become better in my relationships or better with my demons. Um, but I just joined the Central Florida Tri Club because I realized I can do a half Ironman on my own 
I don't need anyone's help. Nope, I did it by myself. There's YouTube. There's books. Yes. Yeah, and I did. But I want to do it more. And I want to do it better. And I want to do it with people that are like me, who are into things that I'm into, who speak my language. And by joining the club, I'm a part of a coaching group. There's 12 to 20 of us who get together every single day to exercise together. There's one or two coaches there who are giving us some feedback, some words of encouragement, and then we're talking amongst the group. So even in my personal life right now, I have some form of a coach, although the coach isn't right now business, the coach is more for something that's extracurricular. Yes, I have a coach. Did you have to get over any sort of stigma? Like, I don't need a coach because I'm doing it on my own. So, because I find that would be the hurdle for me. Like, I don't need to listen to this stranger tell me about my problems that I already know about. Yeah, so that's a very interesting dynamic. Um, and I would tell you in that case, and you're not ready for coaching. Like you have to be ready for it. You can't force coaching. And trust me, you're talking to a guy who spent his career jamming square pegs through round holes. If there's a major character flaw, and I have many character flaws, many. Talk too much, have a hard time being anywhere, not being three to five minutes late, right? Like those are just character flaws. Sometimes say inappropriate things may have four cocktails instead of two, like character flaws, okay? Yeah. One of my character flaws is, and I've, I've, I've learned is jamming square pegs with round holes. So I have willed my own desire I put on you and I'm gonna coach you. And I'm gonna make you better. And gosh darn it, if you just follow what I have to say, you're gonna be the most amazing at your job. But you didn't want it, Sean. You didn't have that burning desire inside of you that you're like, I'm salivating at the opportunity to get better. So if that's not you, then don't sign up. So when you say like, if you have that that feeling, that burning desire, is that when you kind of, your body's telling you you're ready for a coach? Yes, you'll know when you're ready. You will know when you're ready. And a lot of times you have to pay for it. And you wanna pay for it, because something's free, you don't fully buy in. If it's free, you take advantage of it. I mean, we saw that with our very first TLOP live event. Our very first TLOP live event, it's free. Our sponsors put this thing on. We drove over to Tampa. We had 50 plus people RSVP and maybe 30 showed up. At least 20 people said they were going to come. 20 people said they were going to come and they prevented another 20 from coming because we had limited mm -hmm. uh, seating. seating. Yeah, but because it was free. Like, I'm going to see how this next one in Orlando goes. That's going to be on March 2nd. And we may have to start charging five or $10, even if that money goes to charity, just as a way to get buy-in. If there's skin in the game, like we learned that in the mortgage industry, if home buyers have skin in the game, they're less likely to foreclose or default than someone who has no skin in the game because maybe mom and dad gave them the gift for down payment or maybe they got down payment assistance. Mm -hmm. So with coaching, I have found when it's free, look, any, any, free co any coaching is better than no coaching. Mm -hmm. Period in a story. Any, I should say good, right? Any good, <laughs> I guess it's bad coaching. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, any good coaching, regard, I mean, even if it's free, like even if you're only halfway checked in, it's better than not being coached at all. Mm -hmm. But I think it starts with your question. Now nah, you got to want it. And there's been many times in my life I wasn't ready for coaching. It wasn't that I couldn't afford it. It was just if I spent the money, was I going to be a good student? Was I going to be a good mm -hmm. player? Was I signed? Because you're signing up to do things that you wouldn't otherwise do it yourself. That's what you're signing up for. You're also a lot of times with coaching, you're signing up to be part of a community. Mm. And people to, uh, may, 
might not be able to conceptualize or put a tangible dollar value on that community. But once you get in, you're like, oh, yeah, that's the community. Mm -hmm. Like, here's something, because you and I do dabble with coaching, right? We do. I have I have a couple private clients that I do one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. I have a couple groups that we do. Mm -hmm. I've done some pro bono work back in the day for our um, – Veterans in the military who mm -hmm. were yep. who were tra who were um, transitioning from, transitioning yeah. from from the uh, public servant life to the to the private life, mm -hmm. and they were going from military careers to mortgage careers. And we are right now like the group I'm thinking about right now, uh, like shout out to David, shout out to Ben, shout out to Nicole, and shout out to Amanda. Right, literally, like we have Miami, Florida, we have Virginia, we have Alaska. Boston, and we have Alaska. <laughs> yeah. Right, and even shout out to Chris in California, although yeah. Chris had to make a business decision saying, hey, he, for whatever reason, timing wasn't right, so he had to leave the group. Yeah. But at one point, we had those five. Now we're down to four, and that's okay. But here's what I love about those four. Yes, our calls are great. Yes, that all four of them are phenomenal mm -hmm. students. It's the community that they've built. With themselves. Within themselves. Yep. It's Amanda sharing ideas, Ben sharing ideas, Dave. I mean, it's all mm -hmm. four of them sharing ideas and learning from each other. So it's like, yes, they're paying me for my time. They're paying me for my expertise and they're paying me for my ideas and for me to hold them accountable and for me to assign them homework. Mm -hmm. And these four are such nerds <laughs> in a good way. Yeah, They get mad when I don't give them homework. Yeah, what, there's no homework this week? Yeah, what we do, I deal with some homework. What I'm do we like, do? Well, I thought, oh, well, I'll give you some damn homework. <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey, go back and do week three all over again. Check back with me in three more weeks, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. Because it's like, wow. They're into it. All four of them want this. Right. Right. So, and then because they're paying a little bit of money, mm -hmm. then there's some, there's something there. And, and some of them, it's a lot of money. Right. But they invested in themselves. And we talked about that on a previous episode. Like the best ROI is that you make in yourself. Mm -hmm. But your ROA might not have to be, hey, I'm going to jump in and spend $5.95 a month on coaching or $11.95 a month on coaching or $2,900 a month on coaching. It may be, hey, you know what? I'm going to spend 1500 bucks for a flight hotel and go to this conference because this conference is going to do the same thing. I'm going to be a part of a community who they all speak my language, who are all here because they're in growth mode. Listen to a handful of speakers, be a part of a couple of breakouts, mm -hmm. because to me, that wasn't $1,500 or 2500 bucks. It's one loan. It's just one loan. There's ROI there. And maybe there is something about getting away from your house, maybe staying in a mm -hmm. hotel room for some young parents and maybe the first full night's sleep they've had, <laughs> yeah. right? Like I've traveled enough people like, like, oh, what are you gonna do tonight? Bunch Nothing, to go to I'm like, staying in the hotel room because I don't have my children with me. Yes, like literally yeah. I'm, I'm getting I'm getting room service, I'm getting a, a small bottle of wine and I'm taking a two hour bath. I don't care how dirty <laughs> yeah. and disgusting that bathtub uh, is. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna have a puppy, a dog, a husband, yeah. a wife, or a kid barge in on right, me, yeah, right? Yeah. But it's like, you're, you're paying for more than just that, but that to me is a little bit of coaching. Even reading good books, like reading books is is coaching, right? right. Join, I mean, shameless plug, but joining TLOP online, that twenty five dollars a month may be all you can afford, but if that twenty five bucks a month is bringing you a hundred dollars of value, that's a great great use of your money. I wish I could get four to one. Right. Tuning into this for I know for a lot of our light our, our listeners, this is branch manager in a box for them. That's what it is. They get to tune in twice a week, every single week, and hear topics or conversations that they should be hearing in branch meetings. Maybe they are, 
Maybe they're not. Maybe they are, and I'm just the cool uncle, and you're the yeah. cool uncle who used to come in yeah. and and sure and you present. can stay up, sure you can stay up late. I have a good question for you. How do you know if you're being coached by the wrong person? Do you want to be them? That's an awesome question to ask yourself. Do I want to be them? Not them as a person, because I'm. Look, I'm not that that type of person who has this like crazy moral compass that I am, you know, firm in my convictions. Like, look, I might not like things you do in your personal life, but if I love the movies you create or the music, the music you play, yeah, I'm gonna tune in. Like, I just that's just me. So I'm not gonna judge you for anything but what I what I'm trying to build with you or do with you. Mm -hmm. But if I'm paying you to be my business coach, that I got to know that you've achieved some things in your business that I want to achieve. I also want to need, I need to know that you run your business in a manner that is authentic to me and that I want to do. So it start with, would I want to be you? Like when I went for my CMB, I needed a sponsor. They require it. The Mortgage Bankers Association requires it. I was pretty confident in my ability to get through the um, academic part of it, mm -hmm. right? I can read, I can research, I can study, I can make flashcards. I understand pretty deep, high-level concepts, yeah. but I need a sponsor. I sought out the sponsor that I look up to. I don't know him personally. This was an opportunity for me to meet this guy. His name is Dave Stevens. You've heard me talk about Dave all the time on this podcast. You should follow him on LinkedIn. He writes a ton for for, article, for uh, periodicals like Housing Wire. Uh, he's a who's who in the mortgage industry. And he would be someone that I would have paid for coaching, right? Because I look up to him. I don't know him personally. He seems like a great guy. I think I even like his political beliefs. I think I'm even aligned with his political beliefs. But I didn't need him to be like the best husband and the best father because I wasn't paying him mm -hmm. or I wouldn't be paying him to teach me how to be the best husband and father. I would hope he was because I really want to surround myself with people that I really want to be like. I want to be a great husband and father. But I cared more about what type of mortgage banker was he. So I think, yes, there could be a bad coach. And you answer that. Has this coach done and accomplish what I want to do and accomplish? If the answer is no, you have to ask yourself, what am I paying for? Do you not mind like abrasive coaches or like their coaching approach or how they push their students? Are you less worried with that? Do you, homie. Do you. Some people love it. Some people crave it. Some people just desire it, right? I dare you. Call me weak. Call me a wuss. Tell me I can't. Oh, John, you're, you're going to see a side of me you've never seen. Mm -hmm. And there are some coaches. I remember the day that it was my, my, my high school baseball coach who had known me since eighth grade because I started playing on the varsity team at eight, in eighth grade, the summer of my eighth grade. But he never knew me as a football player. And my sophomore year, I was a tweener. I was in between varsity and JV. And it was either play JV but be a bench warmer or – be, I'm sorry. Yeah, play, 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 start on varsity, or so, JV, but yeah, be a bench warmer yeah, on varsity. Yeah, so it was like, hey, we're going to start you on JV. We'll bring you up halfway through the season. So my sophomore year, that's what happened. I started on JV. I got moved up. So because of that, it was my varsity baseball coach moonlighted as the JV head football coach. Because truth be told, he actually played linebacker at the University of Florida. Mm. He didn't really like football, loved baseball. But football was his only way to go to college and get it paid for because there's no such thing as a full ride in baseball, there's a full ride in football. So he, in his words, had to play football to afford mm -hmm. the University of Florida, uh, but baseball was always his passion. That's why he, he coached it, won national, won um, state championships, et cetera. But 
he learned something about me on the football field. He called me out one day. Basically called me weak. Called out my manhood. Wanted to know what was wrong with me. And then he saw the effort, and then he turned to me and goes, "Damn it, Owen! If I knew that, if I knew that about okay. you, I, I would have had you hitting three hundred by now." Right. Yeah. He goes, I've, "I've known you for two, two and a half years now." Right. So for me, yes, I would sign up for that. But other people, no, they can't do that at all. You you berate them, you get up in their grill, you call them out for their for their defect, their defects or deficiencies. So Perfect. I think that's yeah. where you have to do. You you have to find what works for you. Right. There's something called academic inbreeding, right? Ac academic inbreeding is when you don't go to the same school for your bachelor, your master's and your doctorate, preferably do three different higher education institutions so that you can pick up each of their styles and, and, and their flares. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're in the same exact culture the whole entire time, you could suffer from academic inbreeding. So that's why it, it helps go out to sales mastery and attend a Todd Duncan event, do um, sales mastermind that's coming up with Stephen Marshall, mm -hmm. right? Potentially check out what they're doing at Mortgage Marketing Animals. Attend, if you're there, a core summit, right? Check out what we're doing at TLOP Live or when we launch our own coaching program. Like, look into it. Next Level LO, they're doing some stuff. Like, I think you need to pull from bits and pieces mm -hmm. and find out what what is you only when you're ready. And it's okay to not be ready. And then when you go into coaching, what type of coaching do you want? Do you want one-on-one? -on -one? Do you want to be a group of three? group of five, group of 10, or do you, do you want to be on a call with 60 other people? How individualized do you want that, that content and that, that, that uh, attention? Mm -hmm. Just know you get what you pay for. And each of them comes with their own ROI. So if you're like, well, I only want to pay a hundred bucks a month because that's all I can afford. Like I may say, can you afford not to pay 595 to get more individualized attention? Like what, how much more bang for your buck are you getting? You're paying hundred bucks a month. What are you getting access to? If you're paying five ninety five a month, what are you being exposed to? And is that exposure for roughly what's going to be seven grand? Is it is it worth ten times more than what you'd be getting for twelve hundred bucks a year? And if that's the case, you're getting more value at a, at a seven. And then you have to figure out well how many how many transactions do I have to close to pay for that coaching? Is it two? Is it three? And how many, how many, if I went to that coaching program, what I end up doing, would it be 30 or would it be 16? Would it be 10? Mm. And then where's the ROI? And then are you a better person, right? Do you think bigger? Are you exposed to other ways of life, other ways of doing things? Cause again, it's not just what your coach is teaching you, but it's also the community you're joining. And then the language that you're speaking. And then what does that do for your longevity and your career, as well as the trajectory of your career? What's the one thing you've learned as a coach that you've taken away that you didn't think like, so now that you've been coaching people and you've been coached, what's the one thing, most valuable thing you've learned as a coach of other loan officers? Coaching others makes you better. Teaching others makes you better. It's why when we sit down and we teach the six strategies or tactics of networking, like sales networking, and I talk about lunch and learns. I love lunch and learns for multiple reasons, but one of those reasons is because by me teaching a subject, I learn it and I learned how to explain it, which then makes me better. So I never fully understood that by coaching others, I would become better. Because if not, I'm a hypocrite. If not, then everything I'm teaching, if I don't follow it, mm -hmm. then all I am is a hypocrite. 
and no one likes a hypocrite. So I, I didn't take that, you know, it, um, and there's a, a part of, of the, the, the fulfillment aspect, right? Where it's like, well, is it kind of selfish? It's like when someone dies and I cry, I'm like, well, am I crying for me or crying for them? Cause if they were a spiritual person, I should be celebrating for them. So now I'm crying for me. Does that, does that make me selfish? No different than if I am coaching you and I see you getting better and it makes me happy. Is that selfish? Maybe. But hey, there's a selfish, fulfilling aspect of, I mean, I get on these calls and, and you know, and I've been with, with this, this recent group that I shouted out, like Amanda, Nicole, David, um, and Ben, like been with them now since September. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's a while when you think about it. Yeah, <laughs> like we're coming to an end. Yeah. Like this was a one-year coaching program. We're coming to an end in May. And then we'll take the summer off and we'll probably look at doing a, a few more groups uh, starting in September. And... But what I don't know, and people should know this before you inquire, I don't know if I'll be coaching, right? I do know with the trajectory of this show and the audience that we're growing in the community, the TLOP community, I do want to have a TLOP specific coaching program. I do. That's why it's on the website. If you go to TLOP online, you can see what we're trying to do with, with our coaching program. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm going to have faculty. Like I want to have people like Christy Service or Credit Christy in here mm-hmm. coaching I would love to be able to convince Mike Smalley to coach, although he would probably only coach uh, producing branch managers. Mm-hmm. But I would love to be able to have like a Mike Smalley on here coaching. But then like I could bring in like a Cindy Velez and maybe I could have Cindy coach, but I'd have her coaching maybe newer, mm-hmm. younger loan originators because I need to make sure that the, the students or the players mm-hmm. are being coached by someone that is one level above them at all times. Right. If I go in for my bachelor's degree, I will be co- I will be taught by someone with their master's. Right. If, if I'm going in for my master's, someone with their doctorate. Mm-hmm. Right. So kind of very similar concept. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that that we're doing that. Um, which question? I totally got I totally went, went off on a tangent. I said, like, what's the one thing you learned as a coach? Oh. And you started talking about with the coaching group. And oh, you gotta- yeah. Well, so then back back on uh, back on that crew. The, the four that I was shouting out, Ben, Amanda, Nicole, and David, um, it's it's just fulfilling when I start asking them about their months. Hey, tell me something good. Oh, tell me something good. Used to be, I got I got two leads this week. Now tell me something good. I had two closings. Right. You can see the week. progression. Like when it first started, like, tell me something good. I was like, oh, well, I'm out with a realtor today at lunch, and I don't know if it went good, but, you know, we'll see. And then fast forward now, it's like, oh, I have actually three closings coming up. This month, and I'm hosting my own lunch and learn. So, but just seeing yeah. the progression, it's like yes. It's cool. Or, I wrote down. I don't write down many things. I wrote down the question I asked all of them back in September, which is, "What's a lot of money to you?" Mm-hmm. And then in January, we did some business planning, mm-hmm. and then I notated based on their business plan because their business plan had income goals, and how did their income goal from business plan correlate to what they thought was a lot of money in September? Mm-hmm. And then here we are in February already, already. I know all of them have their income goals already increased, already increased. Right. So like that's fulfilling. So when you ask me the question, like something that I could have coaching, yes, selfishly, that makes my heart smile. Like it does. Okay. And then we'll end up, what's the biggest caveat gotcha to watch out for uh, in coaching? Now that if you've been coaching, like, ah, I wish I had known this going into it. Or bad experience. Or Man, I think I covered most of this, but I can. It'll be a good time to circle back yeah. and kind of reiterate some main points. Know this in life: you get what you pay for. 
Also know this, something's better than nothing. You may need to start small and gradually work your way into it. Most times I have learned in life when I start small and gradually, gradually get into something, all I'm doing is prolonging my success. There are times it makes the most sense to rip the bandaid off and dive head first. If you can figure out a way, you figure out a way. But if you're going to go into a particular coaching group, what's your why? What are you trying to get out of this? And then how pliable are you going to be? Are you moldable? Are you coachable? We'll start there. Are you coachable? Because if you're not coachable and you're not likable, it may be very difficult for a coach to actually bring you value. It's a great way for you to waste some money and that coach is going to collect your money. But the gotchas is, are they who you want to be? Have they succeeded at doing things that you want to succeed at doing? If they, if they don't and they haven't, I don't know if they're the best for you. Right now, I'm not saying that I couldn't learn something from an, from an outside source, meaning non-mortgage related. But I can also tell you, I'm at a point where I'm more of an executive, I'm more of an entrepreneur, more of a business owner than I'm a loan officer. So I had to raise the, rise the ranks of a loan officer. Then I started becoming a manager, specifically to mortgage. Then I started becoming a leader, specifically to mortgage. And I think I'm at a point now where I would like to think of myself as a business operator, leader, manager, of business, mortgage happens to be one of them. I 100% can go hire a business coach that can teach me how to become a better executive, how to think of a, how to be a better business operator. I couldn't have done that 10 years ago. 10 years ago, I needed a really good mortgage coach. Five years ago, I needed a really good producing branch manager coach. Mm-hmm. So I think when someone's considering coaching, you first have to ask, are you ready? Are you ready to, to pour yourself into it? And then ask these questions. Is this coach going to hold me accountable? Is this coach going to assign me homework assignments? Are they going to tell me what to do and also show me how to do it? Right? What do I do? But then how do I do it? Like, I think you have to have clear expectations up front. What are you going to receive? And you have to trust the process. And then you have to be comfortable. We talked about this on a previous episode. Be comfortable with worst case. What's worst case scenario? How much money are you going to be out? Four grand? Five grand, eight grand, 10 grand, 30 grand. Like how much money are you going to be at worst case? And then are you comfortable with that? Because you'll learn something. Yeah. You just don't know what that lesson is right now. You'll learn something. So you get something for, for, for that money. But if you're comfortable with it, and then are you going to miss that money in 20 years? But did that money help you become better? And even better was, wow, learn a valuable lesson. Don't do that again. Hmm. Cool. Now you won't. Do that again. Do that again, <laughs> yes. But I, I think it is important that um, you respect the person, you look up to them, that they have accomplished things that you want to accomplish. That means you want to be more like them. And I think it's important that you know what your what your boundaries are, where they're going to push you, how they're going to hold you accountable. Uh, it'd be great if you could have other students of theirs that you could talk to, figure out what are the results, where were you when you started with coaching, where are you now? Right. You know, look, ask for references mm-hmm. and also run your ROI. And then I think you have to you have to be realistic with what you expect. Like I had a young lady ask, ask me, oh, I'd love to hire you as a coach. I'm not, I want to say you can't afford me. Like, I didn't want to make that assumption because I don't know what type of coin she has in her bank account. I'd feel a little bit awkward taking her money because I don't think she was ready for me just yet. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of times you just need a really good manager. Go work for a really good manager. Get through your first two years if you're a rookie. 
or you're brand new at the business. And then once you have some stability, some traction, you've shown that you have a little bit of what it is and what it takes and, and you're working towards um, becoming ultimately successful, then you hire a coach. But in the interim, there's a certain amount that you should be able to get from just your surrounding resources. But when this young lady said something to me, oh, I, I, need, I need to have you as a coach. I'm like, all right, cool. So my hourly rate is 500 bucks an hour. How often do you want to meet? Two hours a month, it's $1,000. 20 minutes today, that's it, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and then it's like, am I gonna bring you $1,000 of value? Because you may not need me today, you need me in three years. You may not need me today, you need me in two years, right? It's mm -hmm. like, it's like what what is it that you're getting? What are you paying for? Are you ready? There's, there's a lot that goes into it, but ultimately, I think the answer is at some point in your life and some point in your career, yes, you do need the help of someone who is outside of your inner circle, who has accomplished things that you want to accomplish, and that's willing to share with you what works, share with you the patterns, and also call you out in your bullshit. There you go. Yeah. How's that for an episode, John Coleman? That's great. I haven't been coached since JV. We call them swing cats when you play JV and varsity. Oh, swing cats? Yeah, because it was wild cats were the name of the team. Okay. Were you a swing cat? Yeah, I was senior year. Well, nuh-uh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, John. You know why? Because I was uncoachable at the time. At the time? Yeah, still am. <laughs> I was going to say, at the time? Yeah, still am. You're pushing 40 years old, homie. <laughs> one one of these days. Uh, yeah, one day not. One of these days. Hey, look, his name is John Coleman. My name is Dustin Owen. That's all the time we have for you today. Please be checking us out. YouTube, Spotify, Apple, five-star review. Share us with a friend. Check out the website. Continue tuning in so we can keep producing shows like this and be on the lookout because we might end up in a, a city in your town or something there we go be on the lookout for t-lab live coming soon to a town near you there you go that's all the time we have for you today but we'll catch you in the next episode peace Bye.